I'm Becky. I'm Nicole. And this is the Twisted Sisters podcast. And we're back after, I think, five weeks is what it was. At least four weeks. Maybe it's four weeks. I don't know. Anyway. All I know is my husband kept asking when I was going to do my podcast again. So apparently he he finally got used to the the rhythm and then it didn't happen. Yeah. (laughs) Right right in time for us to take a break. Um, And we have a... We have a great guest. We really do. Uh, we've already recorded that. Um, and um, <laughs> it was a great conversation. Also, when we recorded it that day, I accidentally took two doses of con- of Concerta. And um, I'll just say I feel a lot better right now than I did when we recorded. Well, you, you covered well because it was hard to tell. Well, that's good. I, it was more like just physical, just I think maybe, you know, a little too much uh, stimulants for my body. So you just, sometimes it just makes you feel kind you of feel jittery yeah. and just out of it. Yeah. Uh, just disconnected is. Yeah. I think that sounds good. Cause that's what happens when I have way too much caffeine. Yeah. Different stimulant, but, or if I do like any, any supplement that has caffeine in it mm-hmm. or Sudafed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They make me feel like I am completely disconnected from my body and everything is happening really fast and in slow motion all at the same time. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, pretty much. So um, let's just get into what we're drinking tonight. Do you have anything tonight that you've like just got home from work? I don't. I literally rolled in on my bike and went, I have to log into the computer. That's so um, I have a giant thing of Mod Podge and I am not going to drink that. Like this is literally <laughs> the only liquid I have around me right now. I am glad you're not going to drink that. Yeah, there are days. <laughs> well, I have the last dregs of a bottle of Zinfandel. It's Scotto Family Cellars. I haven't had Zinfandel in a little while. I've been buying like Cabernet Sauvignon and then Pinot Noir. But up. I um, went to the liquor store the other day and saw Zinfandel. I'm like, I like Zinfandel. Why haven't I had any in a while? Yeah, no, I definitely like it a lot more than any of the other reds. <laughs> well, and it's funny. Zinfandel is one of those those red wines that you don't often see outside of like an Italian restaurant. Yeah, I think that must be what it is. Because like most people like you do white Zinfandel, but a standard red Zinfandel, the only thing I associate it with is is like nice Italian restaurants. Okay. And uh, a couple of the wineries out here that I order wine from. Yeah, the um, Oliver Winery in Bloomington also. Um, that's, I think, probably where I first tried Zinfandel and liked oh, it. I'm trying to think if we had a... trying to think if I had the Zinfandel at the Oliver Winery. I don't remember. But I do like I do like a good Zinfandel. Yeah. This one, I think it was like 13 bucks, which is like right on right in my sweet spot. Ours too. Like the wines I get from the local wineries are substantially more. But if I'm just going to go to the liquor store and buy a, a bottle of wine, it's going to be in that like. 10 to 15. Or yeah, seven, seven, seven to 13. Seven to 13. Let's, yeah, let's be yeah. honest. Well, if it's one that I know already. Also true. I'll, I'll do, yeah, I'll do seven. But if it's one that I don't. Well, no. Okay. I will try one at seven. But I don't know necessarily that I'm going, to, I'm going like to like it, it or not. And, and that is like there's a there's a couple of seven dollar wines that I know are pretty solid. Like yeah, I think eleven ninety nine is my usual like like it's my my typical price point. Yeah, like I will buy I will easily buy thirty dollar beer, which I will at some point get your beer in the mail. I'm glad you didn't get lost in the mail. No, was... no, still sitting in a box on my floor. It's right there. Good deal. I'll do that on Monday. Okay, <laughs> y'all y'all have heard this. I will put it in the mail on Monday. <laughs> yeah, and and that day is 
when you're hearing this. So yeah. Yeah, so today, today I will put it in the mail. Yep. Let's get on to um, fangirling. And I literally do not remember which one of us had fangirling last because I did not go back and listen to the last um, new episode. So I'm just going to do it. I think that that's fair. Because I have a few. <laughs> I have a few that I could do, but there's one that I, I think a lot of people probably know about this now because their channel has I think like doubled in subscribers in the last few weeks. Um, but it's Twins the New Trend um, is a YouTube channel. And it is um, two uh, twin guys who I think they're, if I remember correctly, they're like 21, 22, like early 20s. Um, and they listen to um, music that they've never heard before oh, or watch yet. Okay, I know who you're talking about, about Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, or watch a music video of a song that they've never heard, never seen the music video for, and react to it. And they are just the most wholesome <laughs> ever. They're just, they're a moment of joy. <laughs> so, um, and they've also, like, they've put up videos on their YouTube channel, too, of, like, all the interviews that they've done and everything. It's just, Aww. I feel like they've, they've gotten a lot of... Uh, publicity recently and i think it's well deserved um the first one that i saw and i think i think it was christine who posted the video on facebook and of them reacting to jolene yeah because they they had never heard dolly parton at all before Mm -hmm. right i've not watched the video but yeah i think that was their first dolly parton song that they listened to and it's great (laughs) and then of course i've Watch the reactions to Queen, to Queen's uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, and um, to, I think, Smells Like Teen Spirit. (laughs) Oh, I will have to watch that one. Yeah, and um, I Will Always Love You by Whitney. (laughs) Like, it's the body, it's the, it's her music video, so it has the clips from The Bodyguard. (laughs) And, I mean, a bunch. Um, Definitely not anywhere near all of them, but a bunch of them. And, um, yeah, it's just... Great. Oh, and oh, what was it? Um, Burn It Down by um, Lincoln Park, too. They they uh, listened to that, too. It was great. Anyway, okay. Uh, gotta be honest, I don't think I've ever heard that song. Oh, <laughs> okay. Link, Lincoln Park, not in my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. At all. Anyway, it's just great. So, Twins, the new trend on YouTube. Check it out. Subscribe to them. You will not regret it. Yeah, I, I've kind of checked out of social media since we went on hiatus. Like, I'll check in here and there and I'll post some stuff on Instagram. But honestly, for the last month, I have I have tried to check out of, of social media as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And it has felt good. Oh, I bet. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's a little bit of FOMO, I think. Uh-huh. But it's been nice. Mm-hmm. But I miss wholesome things like this. This twin's a new trend. I mean, like, here's the thing, YouTube, if you, because you can curate your YouTube a little bit easier (laughs) than other things. I mean, a lot easier than other things. So like, my my YouTube right now is all Disney resort videos and background loops. So that that is one one piece I have been using because I can put it up on my TV and let it run while I do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been as much on Facebook. I'm almost never on Instagram and like even less on Twitter. But YouTube, I have been watching a lot. 
I, I have checked back into Twitter, but only uh, what we refer to as Diz Twitter, mm. because there's been a lot of like weird Disney news over the last few weeks, just with the current social and political climate, things happening there, mm-hmm. all the COVID stuff. And it's just really fun to watch diehard fans lose their ever loving minds yeah. over yeah. things that really don't matter. Splash Mountain is changing. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, Diz Twitter was pissed. And it was, I was there for that. I was there for the meltdowns. Nice. I'm happy that it is going to be a Princess and the Frog attraction. I don't even care that it doesn't really blend in at the Walt Disney World Park. Like, I don't know how they're going to make this work. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It is it is changing for the better. And I know that they are going to do amazing things. So that is what I've spent my last few weeks doing is just trolling Diz Twitter to watch all the meltdowns happen. I mean, I do like a, a good meltdown. <laughs> yeah, the, the Disney community in particular, I know people talk about like Whovians, like new Whovians being super diehard and like Trekkies being diehard. Disney fans are nuts. I am a huge Dis nerd, but like I can roll with the changes and appreciate them. Uh-huh. And like, there, there are a handful of us who are regularly letting the Disney company know that we don't think they should reopen. Oh, yeah. We don't think it's safe, but they are, Walt Disney World is going forward with their opening. This is another thing that Diz Twitter has melted down about repeatedly because mm. they they need to go on their vacations. Well, Florida is a bit of a shit show anyway. So, <laughs> but anyway, it'll be what it is. <laughs> we have no no, we have no good segue today. Usually we have a really good segue. I know. That was like real. It was like, okay, great. Things suck. Hey, how about we get into our conversation with a really delightful <laughs> like, guest? And on the note of Princess and the Frog becoming the new Splash Mountain, let's talk to Allie Henny. Let's do that. <laughs> Unraveling today, we have with us Allie Henney. Allie is a writer, a speaker, a podcaster on the topic of race, racial healing, and racial conciliation. She's also an MDiv student with an emphasis in race, cultural identity, and reconciliation. Allie, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I guess I should I should make one correction there. I'm actually not a student anymore. I uh, graduated, and actually my degree posted today. On uh, I got the got the uh, the notice um, a few hours before uh, before the recording. So my my Master of Divinity is official. It's officially posted. Nice and. Lord knows when my when my diploma will show up. I guess that <laughs> my, my institution's in California, and the um, the registrar or whoever it was that emailed me. I guess it would have been the registrar that emails you about your uh, diploma. I was like, yeah, we'll send out diplomas whenever we get back to the office. Whenever the California lives are safer <laughs> at home thing. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations. As it is being a, being a 2020 graduate, you, d- you don't get things like yeah. graduation ceremonies and diplomas and everything. Yeah. So, <laughs> we well, a- you can celebrate here. Yeah. Yay. Um, I, I guess maybe we should get into like what it is that you do. So, you are a writer um, and a podcaster. So, what is that? Um, what do you do? 
So I write about kind of issues of uh, about racial justice, just kind of some of my observations about about uh, kind of broader, even some broader social issues. But I tend to focus on on race and then kind of the intersection of of race and gender. Um, I, I also write other things. I also I also have um, have had you know some some different writing gigs where I've written stuff that's that's different than that. But that tends to be what what I write. I started out actually as a blogger and I, and I do have a blog um, that's called the armchair commentary um, which is that which is the armchair commentary.com um, you can you can find it there and so that blog um, it started out as just me just kind of being like oh hey cool I'm gonna talk about a lot of different things and kind of you know make bad jokes about things and just kind of point out things that I think are interesting or whatever. And so I had started that blog, um, in 2014 and, um, it would have been, I guess I, I started like, like launched, I started writing for it, I think in like maybe like May or June of 2014. And then I launched in August and, um, right around that same time, August of 2014 was also when Michael Brown was killed. And so I had, you know, kind of had my blog where I was talking about stuff, hadn't really talked about race issues, hadn't really whatever, just my blog was kind of, and even like in those days, because in, in some of those um, early days after Ferguson and then um, John Crawford was was killed that same week, I believe Tamir Rice was killed like a month or two after after um, Mike Brown was murdered, he was murdered. Um, then Eric Garner had been murdered months before, but then later on there was the the grand jury had convened, and I believe I believe that that was that that was still um, that might have still been 2014, may, maybe not 2014 quite. Or it might have been even been 2015 at some point. Um, it's all it you know, starts to starts to run together after a while because there's been so much stuff, but. Um, there was a point I remember, I remember very distinctly sitting in Applebee's with, um, with my husband and then my oldest daughter, who was, who was still quite young at this, at the time. And we were watching where there were, where there were protests in New York and there were people, there were people marching down the street and marching through Times Square in New York city. And, um, we and we were kind of seeing this as we were sitting and been enjoying our Applebee's, which that like that I, I can't even say that word anymore. Like my, with my second <laughs> pregnancy, like I like I I I wasn't. I mean, Applebee's isn't the best place to eat. And I'm sorry right. if I offend anybody um, <laughs> who loves Applebee's, but it's really not the best place to eat. But it was someplace that there was an Applebee's um, close to our house, mm-hmm. and so it also close to where I worked. So it was just easy to mm-hmm. it was just easy to go to Applebee's sometimes, like especially with little kid just be like okay cool we just want to go and just be like we're in public yay and so (laughs) so but like with my second pregnancy I developed a a, a very strong aversion to Applebee's and I actually don't like I will go like whenever family wants to go there and go like people from out of town Mm -hmm. um thankfully I live in Chicago now and there's not an Applebee's close to us I haven't even I haven't even seen an Applebee's since I've been to Chicago I hope that there's zero Applebee's (laughs) here but anyway so was it, but I was like, oh, Applebee's. Oh, I just said that word. Oh, I'm still, I'm still, uh, like, <laughs> but anyway. visceral reaction to when yeah, you like, said like, it. Oh my gosh, nice. Applebee's. But anyway, um, so I remember, you know, we were just, we were sitting there and um, we were watching what was happening. And my husband was just, was looked at me and was like, so what does the armchair commentary have to say about this? 
And I was like, mm-hmm. uh, like, I was like I'm not talking about that. Like, I'm, I'm talking about ugly shoes. Like, I'm not talking about like, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about these types of the types of things on. And he was just sort of, or on 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 my on your blog on my blog. And so he was just sort of like, well, I mean, like, but why? But why not? And so I was like, hmm, I don't really know. <laughs> and so because the thing was is that it wasn't like, it wasn't as if I wasn't talking about these issues because I was talking all these issues talking about I was talking about you know. Uh, um, uh, Trayvon mm-hmm. and and Michael and Tamir and John and Eric Garner. I was talking about this all up and down Facebook, but I was just like, I just like I was talking about it all up, all up and down, all around on my personal Facebook page. But I just was like, my blog, like I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like I was all up and down, all in and through Twitter talking about it. But like my blog, like oh, I'm not going to do that. And so then. I start, but then that, I don't know, that was something that was just, just a moment kind of of inspiration. And so I started writing a little bit more, um, writing a little bit more about, about race on my blog and, uh, continued to, so then that kind of opened the door for me to even kind of, um, cause I had been, I covered like some current events and here and there. So it was kind of, you started to do a little bit more current events and then started doing a little bit more, a little bit more race and, you know, with, with different kind of life experiences going on, having, having kids. Um, I was actually able to blog, I blogged a lot more whenever my oldest, um, was an infant than I, than I do now, but kind of with going, with going to school, going back to school, um, having a second, having a second child, but kind of all these different things. Um, I haven't really, I, I, I have posted and I will go through kind of fits of, of posting, but something post graduate school that I hope to do a lot more is, um, try to try to have at least a weekly, a weekly blog post where, you know, I was posting kind of every few months here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of, it was kind of the main, one of the main avenues. My blog was one of the main avenues for my, for my writing for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I had, uh, started you know just people i guess started becoming notorious for the for the infamous i'm not sure what word to use but just for some of my just some of my commentary on on race on my personal facebook page mm-hmm. um become kind of a little bit notorious or whatever infamous whatever word you want to use for some interactions and stuff that i had in some different groups and then of course i had some different posts because i had my blog so i had some different posts on my blog but i sort of but just kind of through through a series of events of kind of just realizing like this, cause I was starting to become, become known in the, in, in some different circles. I don't really know how to explain it. Cause it seems kind of, cause especially it seems kind of weird to me now, but like, I just was like, maybe I should create a, a public figure page. And so like, I'm the type of person, like, I don't really like it whenever people like are super like self-important and just like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to have, I'm going to have a page. I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a public figure page. And it's like, bro, what do you even do? Like, mm-hmm. I, like, I'm just, I'm that, like, I'm just not that person. And so I was talking, so I'm the type of person that, you know, like, I, like, you know, I, I, have, I have friends who, who are good and who would just tell me like, girl, like, what, what you doing? Like, so, um, you know, I talked to several of my friends and I was like, so if I were to start a public figure page, like, what do you think of that? And they're like, why haven't you done that? And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, like, yeah, that's like, that's great. Yes. You absolutely need to do, do that. Do it. You mm-hmm. should have done that yesterday. Like, why are you asking about this? And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, cool. So I started a public figure page and, or like a writer's page. Mm-hmm. Um, this, that's the actual label that it might be slash public figure. Now I might've added that in there, um, in the, in the page description, but I started it out and cause some of it too, like, like some of the motivation, honestly, because I've 
been, I had been in the streets pretty hard. I started my page in 20 in 2018. So I, I had always kind of talked about, cause I, I am, I was an early, early Facebook user. Like when, like I joined Facebook in February of 2005 and that was back Ooh. when it was exclusively like colleges. Yeah. And so my, my university, my undergrad university was in the second wave of people who, who got Facebook. And, and so I, so I've been on Facebook for forever. I remember whenever Facebook switched to its current format and people were like, Oh my gosh, why am I going to update my status? What on earth is this? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I mean, I, I remember the L- I've been there for the evolution of Facebook. The, the whole so, third person thing too, where you yeah, like, the third person like, thing because so it would be like, is this is yeah, because that because that's how it would be. That's how it was set up. You uh-huh. have your name, and then it's like, oh, okay. So I'm gonna be like, yes, I've I've been, I, I, I've seen it all. Like mm-hmm. I like I've seen it. Like it's I've seen everything <laughs> that's 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 gone through on Facebook, mm-hmm. and so anyway, I have really because I've been because I so I I I had always kind of whenever you could talk about stuff on Facebook I had always mentioned race and always whenever something would come up would 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 frequently would would say things would frequently have have commentary on things but it just it just it wasn't really it wasn't really like my my I guess you know my Facebook persona or whatever my Facebook persona was kind of because I'm a minister in ministry my Facebook persona was kind of like mm-hmm. oh hey Jesus now it's Jesus and like Jesus doesn't want you to be racist um <laughs> that's that's my that's my personal um mm-hmm. thing and then you know kids and and whatever um is kind of where, where I'm at in my, in my personal space but um um, after uh, after the uh, murder of Michael Brown, and I mentioned this, and I think I mentioned that in the first episode of my podcast, that you know, my, my my oldest um, was just a few months old. Then she was just I think she was technically three months old, getting ready to turn four months old, and um, I was just sort of like, huh. I realized as I was watching TV and seeing all the marching and seeing all the everything, I'm like, this looks a lot like the stuff that was happening when my parents were kids. And mm-hmm. if my child's anything like me, she's going to look, she, this is going to be in the history books. And yeah. whenever it's in her history books, whenever she's in middle school and high school, maybe even late elementary school, she's going to start doing that math. And she's going to be like 2014. Hey, that's the year I was born. And she's going to be like, how old were mom and dad then? And she's going to do that math and she's going to see, Oh, you know, wow, okay, mom, yeah. <laughs> mom, mom was, mom was 29 years old. Mom and mm-hmm. mom and dad. Oh, she would have, yeah, yeah. She would have been 29. Like, and they're, they're going to figure that out. And I, she's going to figure that out. And then she's going to ask me. So, mm-hmm. so mommy, you know, this, this stuff of the Black Lives Matter movement, like, like, I mean, now she's, cause she's alive during it. And so now she yeah. knows, she knows what Black Lives Matter means. Like, like that, this kind of cool story of that, but I won't, I won't get into that now. But like she, um, but I knew, but like, I knew that she would, that, 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 that she, there's a potential that she could ask me about that later. And so I was like, because I, I mean, I asked my parents about the civil rights movement, you know, they, and they were just children. And I, and I, I, I've asked both of them, like, you know, kind of what was, what was it like? What, what were, like, what happened where, where you lived and everything. Mm-hmm. And so I, just, and so I knew I could not tell her that I had only, that, that I hadn't done anything. And so I, you know, all I could do at that point, um, being, having, having an infant was to be on Facebook. And so that's what I did. And so I just, so I talked about it, talked about race and, you know, offended a lot of people, a lot of people unfriended me, a lot of people told a lot of people off, um, told a lot of people off just kind of in, in their, in their racism. Um, people unfriended me, had a lot of, had a lot of people, 
get upset and jump in the white fragility and jump in, jump in my comment section and jump in my, in my inbox and all kinds of beautiful, wonderful. Um, and should I add also Christ-like things from people who I went to church, who I went to church with, you know, who, who uh, of course, you know, behaving exactly Mm -hmm. the way that Jesus Christ did in, in the Bible and, um, and not even like, you know, the kind, like you're flipping over tables and like whatever, but just do behaving in, in the, in the best way that you would, that you would expect of, of Christians in these situations. And so, you know, all that to say that, you know, I, I, stuff got to the point where I really got tired of moderating my Facebook comments. I really, I really got tired of Say, and I still, I still talk about race on my on my personal page. I still I still bring stuff up, especially kind of in this in this comment. It's like I'm not in, in this climate. I, yeah. I'm not gonna let let my Facebook friends off as easily as like okay, you just get pictures of my kids. Like you're also gonna catch this work. Mm-hmm. But but the thing was like I just realized like you know I am so tired of people who clearly don't so they because I, I I have a policy like I, I very rarely unfriend people. There's been a couple times I've unfriended people mm-hmm. and like I've read them to filth and then. Like, like, and then like unfriended them, um, Mm -hmm. because they were just so whatever, but typically I've kind of like, you know what, like if, if we are friends, I mean, they can always unfollow. We can still be friends. They can always unfollow me and never see anything that I say, but I'm sort of like, you know what, if we're, if we're still friends, if you haven't, if you haven't hit the unfriend button, then you're going to catch this work. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have to remove yourself from, you're going to have to remove yourself from the context, but you're going to catch this work. Mm-hmm. And so, and I've seen people change. Like I have people like, oh, Facebook, social media does everything. Listen, it does. Mm-hmm. It does have an effect. Like it might take years because there's people who are like, you know, for, for years, I just thought that you were blah, 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 blah. But now I'm saying it's like, fam, I've been saying this, like, I've been saying this for the past six years, but whatever. Like, like I, like, in fact, I ain't said nothing new. Like I, mm-hmm. like there are very few new things that I've said to this time you just started listening that's that's all that's all it's about but I just got so I just got so tired of of white folks nonsense in my comments and so I was just like I'm gonna start this page and you know maybe like 150 of my friends who really rock with me like they are going to be on my page because I had, I had a page and stuff with for, for my blog and everything but I was like you know yeah like they're like uh, you know maybe 150 of them are going to rock with me and they're going to be out here and they'll share some of my stuff with some of their little friends and and it'll be cool I didn't realize you know like like 86,000 as of today uh-huh. um like it tapped it goes up I didn't realize like 86,000 likes and like 90 something thousand it might be up to 100,000 followers because there's a there's a disparity between between likes mm-hmm. and followers so there's a lot more people that that follow me than than to actually like the page because sometimes like people will it's like like people will follow but it doesn't but but for whatever reason it doesn't register as a like or they don't actually like hit the like yeah. button or whatever so it could be 100,000 followers at this point it was 93,000 the last time I looked at it but you know, that's just like, I started my page in March of, of uh, 2018. So not, not that long. And I don't say that like as a humble brag, I'm just saying like, it just, stuff is just caught on. I have, I am just like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, like, okay, cool. That happened. That's a, that's the thing that happened. But I mean, I was just like, you know, okay, cool. Like if 86 of my friends show up, then, you know, if they if, bring like, a thousand of their friends. <laughs> yeah. Then, then, then like, like each of the, yeah, like each of them brought a thousand of their friends and I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, that's cool. I I mean, like I, I, I'm not anybody, so not anybody important, but, but cool people, people are going to, people are going to follow my page. And that's definitely, it's definitely, you know, what's up to some opportunities and stuff um, that it might not otherwise have had, um, that I might not otherwise have had. So it's all worked out. 
but all of that, all of that to say that, um, yeah, just, you know, kind of, kind of that, that's been a major, a major vehicle, um, for, for my work, you know, my page is, is, is kind of a major, I try to, I try to post daily. I don't always, especially like in the, in the pandemic and everything, like, um, I, I, I do, I do try, I do post daily. Like I think I've, I've, I've rarely missed any, any days. I think that like I had like a, a, a I don't keep track of streaks. Something keeps track of streaks by just knowing, I think I had um, a streak of over a year where it was every single day, but, but since the pandemic, I know that I've, that I just have missed a, missed a couple of days just because it's like, Oh, what day is it? Is this the same day that it was <laughs> yeah. like, that it was, like two hours ago was this the same day <laughs> like you know we're, we're in this whole like cycle where it's like a, a it's like an hour feels like a day and you know yeah. a day feels like two weeks and so I, I kind of have lost have lost a little bit of track and not been not been a regular on a regular schedule and stuff like I like I had been but but yeah that's just kind of been you know that's that's really just kind of my kind of my work in a lot of ways and so then that my, my page kind of led um led to a podcast and just kind of led to, led to some different, led to some different things. And so that's kind of just, just my work has just been out here, just, just telling white people about themselves and telling white people about themselves. And, and really, you know, my work, like I really try to not like, you know, put words in people in, in black people's mouths, but for me, it's about like saying things that saying things in a way that maybe people wouldn't have thought of or maybe wouldn't have like whatever. So so it's like to, so it's like I'm doing the emotional labor mm-hmm. for Black people. So so it's like y'all, y'all can share that with your friends. Like mm-hmm. so yeah like, like like you know tell your little tell your little friend that like whatever whatever whatever. Mm-hmm. And so like so it kind of works you know for Black people and it works for people of color. It works for Black folks and it works for white people. Mm-hmm. That for for Black people I think a lot of the interaction is you know amen validating validating experiences validating whatever like oh she said this really really well hey let me let me put this out here in the atmosphere mm-hmm. and then for white folks i think that it, my posture isn't like hey let me teach it's not always like hey let me teach you sometimes it's just like hey this is what this is and mm-hmm. if you learn something from it cool if not like i'm just i'm just telling you like i'm just telling you and then you you can do with it what you what you want to i mean and some people get mad about it and it's just like okay well i mean you're mad whatever yeah. um but that like i don't like i mean you i'm not out here like trying to necessarily win friends and influence people mm-hmm. off of it i'm just i'm just saying what i'm saying and people find what I say useful mm-hmm. and they, and they do, and they do with it, um, what they choose to do with it. But I, but I think that it, that is also, um, I've been told that what I say is helpful for white people. It's helpful being able to just kind of break stuff down in a way that's honest and direct. And some folks, some folks find that offensive. Some folks, it, it violates some white folks sensibilities and I'm cool with that. And, um, but I, I think that because for me, it's I, I, the thing that the things I like to hear the most is whenever is whenever you know my own people, whenever people of color, whenever we're black folks and and other people of color are like, yeah, like that, like this this is uplifting to me because you're saying because you're saying stuff that like I've wanted to say and didn't and didn't have the words to say, yeah. And so like I've been able to sh- I've been able to show this to to somebody you know and and it's and it's made a difference and whatever. So yeah, yeah. And and though you and though of course you cannot speak for all black people or even all black women uh, because everyone has their different experiences mm-hmm. um for various reasons but you are a black woman and you can speak for your experience and and understand that that is probably more universal than you know <laughs> like um and and like you said obviously it is resonating with people 
and I'll also tell you, give you something too, that um, something that we, Nicole and I have talked about recently because of some pushback that we've gotten um, is that like, if you are speaking your experience and you're speaking the truth, how other people react to you is their problem, not yours. Mm -hmm. So um, I would much, in my opinion, I would much rather get um, feedback from the people who have similar experiences to me around the topic that I'm talking about and see if I'm off base there rather than someone who I'm, who's benefiting from the oppression that I'm talking about. <laughs> mm -hmm. So but, but to yeah. piggyback on that, I appreciate, I've learned and I'm learning to appreciate the pushback mm -hmm. because it's teaching me that what I'm saying and what I'm sharing, it's hitting, it's hitting the right nerve. And I know Ellie, I've, I did not put two and two together because this last month and a half has just been insane that you were our guest this week. And I have been oh, reposting the shit out of your stuff for the last like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as I logged in, I went, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, and it, it has been incredibly helpful for me as um, a white ally, as a white peacemaker to have a voice like yours to be able to say to to give to give to my peers and say look like mm -hmm. it's this is a thing this is a this is a person this is a human being this is an experience this is not just me the hippie on my hippie bandwagon that y'all mm -hmm. know that I've been on since I was an infant because my mother's a hippie my father's a hippie <laughs> like this is how I was raised <laughs> Um, like these are people, these are experiences. This is, this is a person I am giving you. So I, I appreciate that. I know that you, you and Oshita Moore both have kind of a similar philosophy and I don't know if you're familiar with Oshita Moore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm familiar with Oshita. Um, I, I can't remember if I'm Facebook friends with Oshita, but I'm Facebook <laughs> friends with her husband. And so, yeah. yeah. I love the hell out of everything that she's been saying lately too. And um, I've been trying to adopt her white peacemaker mantra a little bit more um, to try to bring people together. But mm -hmm. b between the two of you, I think I've probably listened to more of, of you and more of her in the last couple of weeks, because what you are bringing to the table is so useful and conversational and kind um, in a time that you don't have to be. And I, as, as a white woman of relative privilege, I appreciate that so much and that I have you as a resource and that I have her as a resource. Well, wow. Thank you so much. First of all, those are, those are really super encouraging and helpful words for me. Um, absolutely. And I think that it's very interesting that you describe me as kind because there are a lot of people I, because, because honestly, it's like, I try to be, I try to be kind. Um, but I'm also direct. I'm also just a direct person. Like you have people that work with me, whatever. Like I try, like I try to be as loving and caring and like, I care about people yet at the same time, like I just, especially as I've gotten older, I just don't have a lot of time for crap. And like, I just, I just don't have a lot of time for, for bull. And so I'm just like, this is what this is. And some of it also doesn't help that I am from West central Missouri. I'm from outside of Kansas city and people in that region tend to be very direct 
tend to just be very, this is, this is what it is. Like, I like, um, if you're ever, if you're familiar at all with President Truman, President Truman um, is from the same region that I'm from. And he is, and he was very direct, very direct, very, very people have described him as, as plain spoken. And that's just how people where I'm from are. And so like, like black and white people, that's just, that's just kind of how, how we are. And yeah. That like, there's still white culture stuff and there's still whatever, whatever that, that happens and, and kind of, you know, white people being white people about things but there is a there is like a general kind of brand of directness that we have and so it's always so it's always great whenever people are able to recognize that my directness is not meanness because a lot of white folks take me just saying like this is what this is as oh she's mean like she's like she's being mean she's being hard like oh like I've, you know, had people describe me because because i it's it's so like one of the intro there are a couple of paradoxes that have that have started happening to me one is that like my friends my friends my my people that I know, like, like love this. Like I get tons of messages. They'll be like, oh my gosh. So there's somebody who doesn't know you that they, that they shared your stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. That's, that's, that's really cool. They're like, yeah, like 16 people shared like whatever. And they don't even, they don't even know you. And it's like, wow, that's cool. Um, so there's, so there's kind of that weird paradox, but within that paradox, there's another weird paradox in that there are people that, that know me or have known me at different points in my life that somehow I, 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 one of my friends, one of my best friends had to, had to explain this to me because I didn't, because I didn't understand it. Um, I just would see like, you know, I would, I would see a friend share something and I'd be like, and I try not, I like, I, I, whenever I see my friend share stuff, like if they say something kind about me, um, I will, I will go and say, Oh, like I usually like, uh, like if they say something kind or say something, just really just like whatever about it, I might go in the comment and just type, Oh, thank you so much for, for sharing whatever. But usually but I, I, I at least like try to acknowledge by like a reaction or something that I've, that I've seen it. Cause I'm like, wow, that like, that, like you don't have to share anything that I say, but you do. And that's, and that's a big deal. And so, so people that I know, people that I'm, that I'm Facebook friends or that are personal friends of mine, I, I try to do that, but I, but I rarely ever, um, interact in the conversation that's happening on what I, on what I write on my friends' pages, unless they, unless they ask me to, unless they, unless they, you know, tag me into the post or whatever. Um, just because I don't like, it's just, it's just weird. And on top of that, my name, I, I changed my name um, on Facebook to to be something different than what my than what my actual I mean, Allie Henny is, is my name, um, but, but I changed it on something on Facebook to something to something different just to delineate between my page because um, it was starting to get confusing. The, the pictures are, are are different, but it was starting to get confusing um, whenever people whenever people would try to tag me. But then also, um, I just I had some different things happen that I was like, yeah, I probably need a little bit more um, anonymity and stuff um, on keep my personal, personal page, or whatever. Personal and the- yeah, keep the keep the personal 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 and not have like as as I started to get more you know followers and stuff. It's like I don't want people friending me that I don't know that like I mean you know like like you know I love my followers. I have awesome followers, but at the same time, it's like I don't, I don't know all y'all. Like so, I'm, so I'm not really six thousand friends. <laughs> like, yeah, like so it's like it's like I don't, it's like right. It's like I don't, I don't know all y'all. So you know like. I can't have you all up in my business like that. And so anyway, but, but so, so something started, has started to happen where I, I just have happened to happen upon it a few times where, well, I've happened upon it in other, in other instances too, where a friend will, will post something of mine. And then people that know me or people who have known me at some point in my life or who tangentially know me, whatever, they'll, they'll discuss what I say, but then like, they'll talk about me like, 
I'm just like this, per, like this object or whatever. Like, I'm just like this idea. And so people will say stuff like, oh yeah, Allie, you know, she says stuff that, that, yeah, I know, like, like it's offensive or I know that, that it comes off, that it's harsh or whatever. And I'm like, so I've seen people that like know me, people that have like physically, like they, they've touched me. We've, we've given a high five. We've given a handshake or a hug at church. We've, we've, we've breathed the same air. Like we've, we, before coronavirus, like right. we've, we've breathed <laughs> the, the same, the same air. And it's like, they, 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 they talk about me like I'm some weird kind of object. And so something like really surreal that happened was like on a post that had nothing to do with me. Like the person didn't quote me, person didn't share nothing that I said, didn't mention, didn't mention my name or nothing. And, and, um, that my friend had, had posted. And so I was reading through the comments and just happened to read through the comments of somebody who also, who also knew me just start talking about me. And the post had nothing to do with me. And I'm just, and I was just like, like, like what the hell? <laughs> like, 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 I just, I just came in here. I just, I just came in here to like, to, to read the comments. Like it's one of those instances where I was like, okay, I'm here for the comments. And I pull up for the comments and folks is talking about me. And I was like, what? And so, and, and so I was just like, it, and it was so, it was, there, there, there was one, that instance did not hurt my feelings at all. There was another instance that, that kind of hurt my feelings because, because of how, and it wasn't even that people were, were being mean. It wasn't the meanness that hurt my feelings. It was just sort of like the way that you're talking about me, you are acting like I can't see, like, like we do not have 215 mutual friends and I can't see what you're saying. And I can't see that my friends have commented on this. And like, y'all, I can't see who reacted to this. And y'all just acting like I don't exist. Whatever, whatever I'm on this app, like what, like what, what are y'all doing? So, so that, that was kind of like, oh, that kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. Um, but this other one, it was just, it was just laughable. Cause it was like, I, like, I don't even go there. And you're like, I was like, I'm not like, they're like, this has nothing to do with me. And y'all, and, and, and somebody has my name up in their mouth. And so my friend, like, cause I was, cause I was laughing with my friend about it, but I was like, I have no idea why this person was just going off about me and ain't nobody said nothing about me. And my friend was like, like, something that you have to understand is that people share your stuff a lot. And so for some of the people, and I'm not saying this like as a humble brag, but it's just like, like some of the, this like, like the people, like, like people share your stuff. And so for these people who know you, you might be the most prominent voice on this topic that they know. So they're just saying your name because like, like that's like, that's all they're doing is that they're just saying your name because you're the most prominent person that they, that they know. It just, it's, it's like, you just like, like if somebody were to throw out Michael Jordan or something like that for basketball, like that. Like that's no, she didn't make that comment, but that's but that was what she was saying. Like I'm not comparing myself to Michael Jordan or nothing like that. Like nobody <laughs> be like she thinks she's she thinks she's the Michael Jordan of anti-racism. That's what I'm saying. But that, that that's I mean, a, like that was what she was saying. Like she was saying like you're somebody that's that's really well known. Right. That that's that's well known to them. Yeah. In in the in your sphere in in your sphere. And so it was one of the things that I'm just like, so, so it's funny to kind of hear. So I say all that to say that like, you know, what, what you're saying about like, oh, wow, you know, you're so kind or whatever, because like, um, I guess he was kind of, it's kind of like, I don't know, like Schrodinger's cat or something like that. Like, you know, if, if the cat is, if the, if, if I don't look at the cat that's in the, that's in the bunker, like, is it dead or is it still, is it still alive? Even though I know that it's in there with explosives, is it, it like whatever. And so I guess he, like you exist in different, in different forms and different people minds and so to hear he's what people describe me as kind of like yes because usually people are like wow like you know you're mean and I'm like 
I'm really like a nice person. Like, like it's like y'all think that y'all think that I'm out here. Y'all think I'm out here like trying to Daenerys Targaryen everybody. Like it's but it's not even like that. Like I like I'm just I am just telling you. I I am just saying it plainly because I'm just like oh uh, uh, yeah you know white people if um you know if, if if you don't mind like if you could just not be racist like you know but but just totally cool don't, like no pressure if if you can't do it like. I'm just like, like I said, doing all that, like, let's just, let's just cut the crap. Stop being racist. Like, like that's basically like, it's not, it's not that I'm being mean about it. It's just like, let's, let's cut through the crap and just, and just call a thing a thing. And Hey, this is some, this is like, you know, some racist bull that you're doing and you can, and you can stop doing it at any time. And now that you're aware of it, like you could, you could have stopped before, but now that you're aware of it, it's incumbent upon you to do better, to, you know, better do better. And if you don't want to do better, then the, then it's on you, but it's not, but it's like, like, it's a courtesy that I'm telling you about this. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you that you have salad in your teeth. Like <laughs> you, you could, like, like I could, I could just, that's basically what I'm, what I'm saying. It's like, it's like, Hey, white people, you have salad in your teeth. Get it in the salad is racism, but like, you know, it's up to you. I mean, if you want, if you want to walk around with iceberg or with spinach or kale or, or, or romaine, um, if you have romaine, you might get E. coli, but it's whatever. If you want to walk around with that in your teeth, then you know what? Okay. But I, but I'm going to be the friend that says, Hey fam, you got like a whole golden corral buffet worth of salad in your in your teeth and you you might want to go brush them things or at least use a toothpick yeah exactly and, and like you you want you want to do something you want to do something about that because it ain't hot i think that's the best metaphor i've heard for I, uh-huh for calling out racism or like for calling out calling out white fragility, white fragility. And like yeah mm-hmm. is like you have salad in your teeth now, now, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. Like, and it's your what? prerogative. Like, Nothing, if, if you, your choice. If that's your look. Yeah. Right. Then go ahead. Right. Like, like if you, if you like that look, if you're rocking that. Right. But know that Ali is going to tell you every time you come up there and have salad in your teeth. But also if your breath is funky, like if your if your breath is like if you are up in my face with your salad teeth and your breath is offensive, Mm -hmm. there's like I'm saying like, yeah, y'all like, uh, you know, black people have been offering white folks Tic Tacs for centuries. (laughs) We've been for for literal centuries. We've Uh been out here. Hey, you know, we want want a Tic Tac. You know, we like, like, Hey, black people are human. Want a tic-tac? Hey, you know, like we, we shouldn't be enslaved. Hey, want a tic-tac? Hey, you know, we should be able to pee in the same toilet as, as you, not at the same time, but just, but just be able to use the, the, the toilet same room. in the yeah. same place. Yeah, yeah. Here's a tic-tac. We've been doing that for centuries and we've been doing that for, for literal centuries, for literal decades, literal decades. And a lot of y'all just been like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. I'm cool. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that, like, like, like where I'm from, you're offering somebody a tic-tac or offering somebody a piece of gum. Like that's a <laughs> way of saying like, Hey fam, your breath smells like bologna. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like it's after lunch, your breath so your breath smells like baloney. So you're not really even calling somebody out. You're just like, hey, oh, hey, you want some? Oh, I got some gum. You want some too? Or like, oh, hey, I got some Altoids. You want some? You want some? Right. And so like if somebody, so like you, know, I love somebody offers you gum. 
If somebody offers you Altoids, you take that because they try to tell you, they are trying to tell yes. you something without you having out. to tell you something. Yes. They're, yes. Like, they're, they're helping you. They're trying to tell you something. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like, y'all not taking the hint, y'all not taking the clue, y'all not whatever. So finally it's like, okay, but I, I'm going to need you to get out of my face. Like, right. like you know, sometimes I have to tell my six-year-old that like, she'll come in <laughs> dragging breath. And I'm just like, honey, you know, I need you to go upstairs and brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. Like that's like, like that's, 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 that's literally all I'm doing. It's like saying like, you know, white people, you need to go upstairs and brush your teeth. Your, your breath, your breath is bad. Like that's, that's it. But people, but people get so much in their feelings of, about it because there's being told directly. Like, I mean, after centuries of, of my people, of my, of my ancestors saying, Hey, can you get a Tic Tac? Um, it's like, I'm tired of that. Like, I like, like, like y'all been, y'all been dragging breath. Y'all have, y'all have bad morning breath. And I'm just saying like, get up, like, like, okay. You know, my, my, my mom, my grandmother, my aunties, my great aunties, my great grandparents, like everybody's has been out here telling y'all and y'all ain't listen. So finally I'm like, I'm tired of it. I don't, I don't want to smell bad breath. And so I'm saying, go brush your teeth. That's, that's it. Like go, 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 go use some floss. Like that's, that's it. And the, this is what I think I appreciate about you and why within the last couple of weeks, especially I've been sharing your stuff so much is because it's, it's direct, but not malicious. And it's like, I, and I'm tired of telling white people that they need a fucking Tic Tac. Well, (laughs) (laughs) and I can't imagine how bad it is for you because like, I I am a newcomer to the bandwagon. I mean, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. And like for you to have to go through this for centuries, like I, I am going to start just carrying Tic Tacs that just say, don't be a racist. And every time someone says something, I'm going to just go throw Tic Tacs at them. <laughs> like, I feel like this is how I'm going to solve racism right now, because quite frankly, it's going to make me feel better. Well, <laughs> and listen, like, I mean, but, but you know, I, I say that metaphor, I say that, I say that as, as jokes, but, but honestly, that's and that's not to reduce like the significance and importance of the work of anti-racism to just be like like you know there's a lot like a lot of us and that's not to say that you know I'm not tired and that there's not days that that I don't that I don't get out here and like yeah I'm pissed about this this is this is like this isn't this isn't okay and it's it's certainly not to you know make light of or or detract from or anything of that nature but to but to say that it's like it's it's really it's really that simple and you know here we are 401 years since the first slaves were brought to the United States and we're still having similar conversations like something that something that really hit me hard um I am my mom um had had two kids my sister and I are are 12 years apart and so my sister is I'm an older millennial and my sister is is definitely um a Gen Xer and then my mom my mom's a boomer and and stuff and so um my mom and my sister and I um we all graduated all three graduated from the same from the same high school and um my mom was salutatorian of her class actually didn't get to give the speech uh salutatorian historically traditionally um, um, that's a person valedictorian graduates first. Uh, salutatorian is a person who graduated second in class. The year that she graduated, um, they didn't do any speeches. And the the story is that um, 
my that that they did not want a black kid to give the speech and so and so my mom was kind of del- denied that oper- that opportunity um to be able to be able to address her class or whatever um at, at her graduation but my 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 sister um also has um she has a daughter and and a son and um my oldest my oldest niece so she has some some stepchildren and stuff too but my but my oldest niece um she went to school in a, in a different town she went to school um in, went to high school graduated from high school in jefferson city and something that, that that really that really hurt that that really hit home for me is in so so like i said my mom's boomer sister's gen x um i um am an older millennial my uh my oldest niece is like right on the line like she was born in, in 94 so she's kind of right on the line of uh gen z and and being a younger millennial so she's definitely Definitely a younger millennial, but but also kind of you know re, I think relates some to Gen Z too, and so you know four four different women, uh, you know living in four different time periods, three of us go, attending the same high school, all four of us growing up and graduating high school in Missouri, we all have had the the same types of experiences, and that's three of us post integration. And in fact, my, well, I guess that's all four of us post integration because my mom, my mom's high school wasn't, wasn't segregated um, either. So that's all of us, you know, post, post segregation. It's something that I remember. And I'm sure that my mom, I'm sure that my mom heard this is my mom and my sister um, look exactly alike. Um, but my sister was talking about how she, you know, used to hear that she was pretty for a black girl. And I mean, my sister's a model. My sister is a model. She's an, she's an actress. And, um, but she would hear she's pretty for a black girl. I remember hearing that I was pretty for a black girl. My niece hearing she was pretty for a black girl. And, and I'm just like, that's, that's, you know, how many ever the, the span of, you know, four different decades, um, you know, the, the, the 70s, the 70s, well, I guess five de- different decades, the 70s, the, the late 80s and early 90s, the early 2000s and the, and the, and the 2010s, like the same, the same stuff happening in the same, in the same ways. And there's so many different kind of parallel experiences like that, that we've, that we've had. And it's like, as much as stuff kind of quote unquote changes and we think that we that we've made all these changes and we think that we've that we've had all these things that we're that we're doing differently and doing better at but yet people are still saying this people are still saying the same crap people are still doing that's that's like a microcosm of the stuff i mean you know let alone like you know i never thought that i would see the day that we would still see people being like lynched that, that, you know, there's, 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 I I saw a video today of a guy in Indiana who um, the story is like, like the the, the videos, like, I I don't, I don't recall hearing the videos like, Hey, we're going to lynch you. But the, but the story behind the videos, this, this black dude in a group of white people, him and his, his, he was with, with a group of, of, I think like five of his white friends or whatever. And they, they were going to go swim in a lake somewhere. And they um, happened to walk through, 
some other dude's property. And so like that other dude, like him and his friends, they get all mad and they snatch up homie. And like, they have him and like in the video, they have him like down by a tree and like somebody like says something about like getting a noose or a rope or something like that. Like that's, that's one of the things that the, the, the supposedly somebody say in the video. Um, I'm not sure. It's just like a lot of stuff going on in the video, but the whole thing was like, they they were threatening to lynch this guy and they were like telling his friends to just go on like like telling his friends to, to leave and like whatever they're calling him all call, call him black dude like all kinds of names it was just it was just a whole type of thing and um you know the, the last documented lynching but it's but it's been happening i feel like it was like in 1980 something um but it's still it's still been happening um you know where i where where i went to college i think that this even happened when i was in college or a few years um before there was a young man that was found hanging from hanging from a young black man that was found hanging from a tree and i think it was ruled a suicide but like you know um, I saw I saw a meme about this. It's not making light of it at all, but it's but it's but it's just like one of those kind of morbid humor humor things. That it's like ain't no black person trying to die like Judas after he betrayed Jesus for thirteen pieces of silver for forty pieces of silver. Like ain't nobody like ain't nobody trying like like no black person is trying to trying to die like that. Like like who goes and commits suicide? Who goes and dies by suicide? Who goes and who goes and kills themselves? You say you commit suicide. But who goes who goes and 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 decides to to die by suicide by um hanging themselves from a tree in the middle in the middle of nowhere. Like right. I mean, maybe somebody does that. Like, I mean, you can't say that nobody does. I mean, I'm sure that, but, but, but like, but for real, who, where, where they do that at? What, 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 what black person I mean, like it, is, is thinking that? It's like, a lot of work to do that. So like to, to go out somewhere and some, and somehow hang yourself on a tree somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. That's a lot of work. That's a lot. That's a lot of work. That's <laughs> yeah. a whole, that's a right. whole lot of work. Yeah. And we're, and we're seeing this, we're seeing this stuff, this type of stuff crop up in the South. I remember as a kid, um, and I, I had read something recently that reminded me of this, but there was a, a man, I think it happened in like 1998. And I remember being so disturbed by it. Um, but he was, but he was drugged to death mm-hmm. and it was, and it was finally found, um, it was found like to be a hate, a hate crime or whatever. And it's just like, this 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 stuff like it, it it's happening and it keeps happening and I think that you know we're we're able to we can talk about you know the, the public lynching of of George Floyd and and that we can talk about the lynching of of, of Elijah McClain um, we can we can we can talk we can talk about those things as as lynchings um, I mean Philando Castile that was a lynching mm-hmm. Michael Brown that was I mean his yeah. body his body lay in the street for four hours uncovered for four hours. Um, that's you know that that was a lynching tamir rice was a was a lynching eric gardner that was that was a lynching and you know it wasn't if like like you don't need you don't need ropes you don't whatever i mean they're they're not they're not doing that anymore but the fact that we that we've even the things have gotten to the point things have deteriorated to the point where people are using ropes and then you're seeing this then you're seeing these videos of like, like there's this, I haven't watched the video. I just keep seeing the screen caps of it, of white woman, you know, holding, holding a pistol and she's and, and, and yelling at this, at this black woman, like over, over a parking spot at like Hobby Lobby or some, or some bull crap like that, like Target. Like, I mean, I don't know. So, 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 something like Chipotle, like whatever yeah. it was like they, 
she's yelling at this woman and stuff. I mean, then people in St. Louis, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a St. Louis and I grew up on the Kansas city and St. Louis are the two, the two largest cities in Missouri. And they're on the opposite sides of the state, but connected by I-70. I'm not, I'm not a St. Louis I, I identify a little bit more with Kansas city, even though, even though I, I, I do definitely like St. Louis have, have a bit more of an affinity um, towards St. Louis and in my, in my old, in my older age, it's, it's definitely classier in a lot of ways than Kansas city kids, but, I, but I love me some Kansas city Royals. So it's all good. But then, <laughs> but then people in like, like the, like the Cardinals, like there's a, there's a big rivalry between the um, St. Louis Cardinals and the Chicago Cubs. And I'm like, yeah, I'm probably gonna have to side with the Cubs on this one. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and like, I'm not just because I'm not just because I'm in Chicago, um, which I'm the South side, which I'm a little bit torn, but I can't, I can't root for the White Sox because they're in the same division as the Royals. So I'm, so my, so my loyalties are a little bit divided um, right now. I'm, I'm still trying, maybe the Royals are always my baseball team, but, but I, but people were trying to get me um, to choose a Chicago team to, to root for since I live up here. And I'm like, oh, I'm not sure what I can do, but I definitely know I'm not rooting for St. Louis Cardinals. But anyway, um, <laughs> they, they're in St. Louis, there was this couple that, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter protesters going to march at the, at the mayor's house and people who lived in her little gated community. And I mean, St. Louis is, I mean, like everywhere is racist. Chicago is like super racist. Like it's, it's like a whole other level of, of racism here. And like, and I mean, like every place is like really super, like you can't even be like, oh, well this place isn't, isn't really that racist. I mean, unless it's like an all black town, but there's still going to be racist racism in it because a lot of times like in places like Mississippi, there'll be these all black towns. And then like the five white people that live there are like the mayor and the sheriff and the judge and everything so like you know it's like oh this town's 80 percent black there's not racism there yeah whatever like white people white people don't let black people have power like hardly anywhere Um, that's why we talk about the systematic yes (laughs) systematic racism Yes, yes, but St. Louis is so is so racist that they have gated communities. They have like streets, like literally in the middle of the city. That's like, oh well, we kept black people out of here. This is a, this is a private neighborhood that like like it's not. So it's not even like you know, it's not even like the mayor like lives out in the burbs somewhere, and it's like, oh, this is a gated community with like a cul-de-sac, like whatever. Like no, like this is this is just a piece of the city that, that white people said, hey, black people can't be here. Like y'all y'all can't y'all can't be here. This is this is a private street, and. And like, that's literally what St. Louis is like, oh, this is, this is a private street. You can't be here. Like, but this is, but what, what I'm, I'm in the city. Like, what are you talking about? And so these people wave it, waving their guns. Who on earth does, I mean, now I say who on earth does that? People, people from Missouri do that, but like <laughs> people, people from Missouri do that literal, like literally, well, oh, oh, hey, some, somebody's. Like I, I know people who like have gone to, you know, to get a drink of water and their spouse comes around the corner with a gun on them. Like what kind of scaredy cat stuff? Like, like I, I, it is Missouri. Missouri is wild. Well, like, I, I, I guess I can't say much. I live in Oklahoma. So. Oh, like, okay. So you, you can, you can relate then. Yeah. You can, re, you can, you can somewhat I, relate. Yeah. Somewhat. And I went to high school in Texas. So like, yeah, I can somewhat relate. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you know, you are familiar with, I, with yes. what drives, with right. what drives that but yeah so i mean you know people people pull a gun out for something in missouri i mean that, that ain't that ain't nothing but like i mean people, people are like oh whatever but these people just like standing on their lawn in broad daylight so it ain't even it ain't even like it ain't even like this is nighttime and they got scared and they're like I- i'm hearing all 
kinds of noise. Let me like, like, okay, Marvel, let's go get the guns. Like, it wasn't even like that. It was like, they, they are out here in broad daylight in the afternoon, sitting on their patio, seeing people come down, keep come up the street. And they're like, and their reaction is, oh man, it's like, it's like on um, the movie, uh, Bringing Down the House. I don't know if you, if you've seen that movie, like from, it's from like the early 2000s. It has like Queen Latifah and Steve Martin in it. And Betty White plays like this really, he's, she plays Steve Martin's neighbor. And um, the premise <laughs> of the movie is that like um, Steve Martin play, is a lawyer and um, he takes a case of, a, or he, or he like, you know, is flirting with like this woman or whatever online. And she, and finds out that like um, maybe she's in prison or she has like some sort of case he wants her to work on or whatever. Well, it turns out to be Queen Latifah and she just got released from jail and it's, and it's whatever, but they, but there's a lot of it that's like super, pro- I'm sure that it's super problematic and racist, <laughs> but is it, but like, it's something that is a movie that we used to love to watch, like whenever, whenever I was a teenager, but there's a scene in the movie where Betty White plays Steve Martin's neighbor who like all the white people in the movie are racist as hell. And it's like, it is hilarious. But like um, she, there's like one point where, um, where Queen Latifah, like the first night that she goes and visits Steve Martin's character, um, you know, they're in the house talking, whatever. And so then for whatever reason, like he goes out on the lawn and Betty White's character comes out and she's like, and she's like, is everything okay? I thought I heard Negro. Oh. And like meaning like she thought she heard like Negro being spoken or whatever. Like that's exactly like how these other people it. are like they like, yeah. they're like, oh my goodness, like like I thought I heard people speaking out here speaking Negro. And like like let me get the gun, Martha, get the gun and let's be out here. And it's just like, man, we are on like some whole new, whole other like it's not even whole new, I mean it's, it's a whole old stuff, but it's like we we are circling right, we are circling the drain right back around. I'm having to think about the same things that my grandparents had to think about. Like I got to think, I got not, not in South Chicago or not on the South side of Chicago. Um, South Chicago is like an actual neighborhood. I can't say South Chicago, but, (laughs) um, but like not on the South side of Chicago can, do I have to like necessarily think about those things? I mean, there's other things I got to, I got to think about with like police police brutality and all that kind of crap. But, um, but like in terms of just like, you know, not thinking that that I can I can walk down the street now and not if I, if I was still in Missouri, like okay, well I can you know be at be at Walmart and potentially have like a white person pull their gun on me and start yelling at me because like I didn't do what I thought what they thought I should do, or like you know um, I mean I've I've had dumb stuff like somebody with it with the stupid Confederate flag in their in their truck and saw me saw my, saw my husband and I. Uh, leaving her house and decided to turn back around and drive by really fast and, and make a bunch of yelp and make a bunch of noise and stuff um, to intimidate us with the flag. And actually I had, that was you know, back in like the, in like the mid two thousands. I mean, you know, before like any of this, um, like uh, that happened in the mid two thousands. And so I had some friends um, who were, who were in college and they were at, they were at ice cream store and they're out there at an ice cream shop. And um, there was a couple of them that were, that were black. And then a couple of them, that were that were Italian, so kind of kind of darker skin, but but also kind of kind of dressed a certain way um, to where like if you didn't if you didn't know who they who they were, kind of so some of their appearance, you think oh like maybe maybe they're black or they're or they're or they're Hispanic or something like that. And same dude, same dude, same truck uh, pulled up on them and was and was acting a fool. And it's just like you know this this has this has been going on. You know never like like now I'm thinking like yo like white people white people lynching again like. 
like like white people like white people got I mean you talk about like Bubba Wallace like yeah it was a door pool or whatever but NASCAR did an investigation and you know the the different garages of course you know they, they had ropes or whatever um but only out of all the different garage stalls and stuff that they had only 11 had um ropes that were tied in a knot and Bubba Wallace's garage was the only one that in, in all the NASCAR, they conducted an investigation of all of the sites, of all the sites of all the racetrack. His, his, his uh, place at Talladega was the only one that had a noose. The only one that had, that had a noose. And so, you know, the FBI, of course, well, no, it's not a hate. It's not, no, this wasn't a hate crime because blah, 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 blah. Because, I mean, I think that they were basing it on like, well, it wasn't like, you know, somebody made a noose and put it in here and it looked like it's been there. But, but like, I don't know how NASCAR. Why was a noose there? Just exactly. Why was a noose there at all? (laughs) Right. And like, and and in his, and in his stall. So if it had been there for a year, do they get this? My question is like, okay, do they get the same stall? Like every single time? Like, like, like what, like what, what was it? Why was, why was that? Why would you, a noose? Like how do they get assigned stalls and did whoever assigned it? No. That was my question through all of this, because they said it's been there since October. Then whomever was assigning stalls had to have known it was there and was that intentional. Because I'm sorry, like, yeah, you can say that each thing individually is coincidence, but you start putting shit together and I'm sorry. That's one, that is, <laughs> that is a huge coincidence. Like that's like, right. that is, that is Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events right there. <laughs> uh-huh. Like... Mm-hmm. Like, like, okay, so, so Bubba just happened to get, so, so of all the stalls mm-hmm. in, at that racetrack, let alone all the stalls in NASCAR, mm-hmm. the, the black driver just happened to get the stall with the door pull, not with a knot, but with a noose. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, you know what? I, w- I want to play the lottery with those odds. Like right. if that's, if that, you know, I, don't, I don't do the lottery. Cause I mean, why, why, why are you wasting your money like that? You ain't going to win no money, but, mm-hmm. but like, I, I would play, like I would play the lottery on them odds. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, cool. Like, like, yeah, let me, let me win $50 million on that. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, maybe it was this horrible coincidence, but I think that what people, that what people forget is that the fact that we even have to question it, mm-hmm. a, a noose is is the fact that you you put things in context so like down the street from me there's a there's a random rope hanging from a tree of like one of the of one of the apartments down uh, one of the apartment buildings down the street from me Mm -hmm. now on the south side of chicago i'm like okay that's that's like a rope somebody had there was probably like a rope swing or something there somebody had a tire swing and it and it broke whatever Mm -hmm. if i had seen that ish in southwest missouri i would have been like what yeah what what do they like if i like if i if i had seen that i would have been i would have been like like if i had seen that, i would have been like whose house i mean i might think okay you know somebody had, had a tire swing but if i saw that like in my yard or just saw that like at a black person's house i'd be like mm-hmm. what what is what what happened what mm-hmm. happened there because context is everything right you know yeah. you might not like 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 it's it's it, like the different thing different symbols mean different things i mean yeah if if like i mean i i don't know any of them like white racers name i don't think that dale jr still races maybe dale jr still does race i have a friend who's obsessed with dale jr so like, like, like he's the only one like 
besides but like Bubba Wallace is like the only NASCAR driver that, that I know and then I know like like Danica Patrick I think that she I think she quit though I don't know if she she retired uh, several yeah, years she ago. retired so I like, like like I I just know literally like, same <laughs> like like I just I know the black dude the woman <laughs> yeah. the, the black guy the woman and then like the legends the legend son like that's all that's all I know about NASCAR and I know that somebody's name is Petty it's maybe Richard Petty yeah I don't know it's Richard I, Petty okay I was gonna say because I was like like it's not Tom Petty because I know I know Tom Petty <laughs> right. wasn't, wasn't racist I know Tom Petty wasn't racist but, but it's like but other than that it's just a bunch of white dudes like that's that's it like that's it is, that's it is. really just a bunch of white dudes it's, it's just it's a bunch of white dudes and before that they were they were waving a pair of flags and my, now my stepdad was a huge fan of NASCAR my mom used to be like why do you want to watch those cars drive around in a circle but my but my, my stepdad loved anything that was competitive so we watched NASCAR we actually watched the race where where uh Dale Earnhardt Sr. um had 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 his accident. That was like I like I remember like watching that. Um and it being like, oh wow, some somebody died on this. Wow, this is bad. But but anyway, I mean, other than that, like I mean that my my context for NASCAR is very is very is very, very, you know, less. Like as there I have no knowledge. But if it had been some if it had been some like white dude who walked into it with a noose, they might have been like, oh wow, that's weird. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> like that would have been like, well, yeah, that's that's kind of weird. And they might not have even they might not have even thought anything of it. Like it just would have been like, okay, there's like, oh, okay, that's that's how that's tied. It's tied in the style of a noose. Guess it makes it easy to pull the guess it makes it easy to pull the garage door down. Cool. The end. But we have to think about these things. We have to think whenever somebody says something like are they are they saying it like like why are they saying that so like you know like like the 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 word girl for instance like Mm -hmm. if there's a whole different there's a whole different context people that that are are around my age they say girl like oh hey girl like whatever I don't think anything of it um I think that as that as we age we need as millennials as we age as as, as white girls y'all need to start thinking about that whenever you say whenever you call people girl um because like it's gonna it's gonna hit different it might hit different for this younger generation whenever it's like you know you're 40 something you're 50 something and we, we get to be that and they and, and you're calling like you know a 20 something a teenage girl girl um because if they've been socialized with like yeah i mean they used to call us girl and boy because they didn't want to use our their names right. you could be offensive even though it was and it's something that that y'all mock from our culture but whatever but we, but you know you let it slide like whatever okay we'll call that acculturation and not appropriation um but if somebody, but if a black woman calls me girl, and there's like a lot of different girls that there's a lot of different inflections for girl that we use. Mm-hmm. My there, there are times over my white friend might might say, hey girl, like what's going on, whatever. But they say that to everybody. But a lot of them will say that to everybody. They're saying, hey lady, mm-hmm. like like whatever, and it's not it's, it's it's a form of greeting. But I remember I worked at a church a few years ago, and um, there there were there were um, tended to be kind of older people in this congregation, but not, but not, um, there, there was, it was a multi-generational, uh, congregation, but there definitely was a, it was a concentration of older people. And I was, I was, um, a pastor, I was on the pastoral staff of this, of this church. And there was, and so, I mean, you know, pastor had, had the title, you know, they call me, call me, you know, pastor, call me by my name, whatever. And, um, so I, so I had a title and, and in that church, people would, would call people, you know, by, by their title and whatever. 
And so there was this white woman who's about 80 years old, who whenever she would talk to me, she would call me girl. Like she would like, like that, like, like she would, like, she would, like, she would call me, she would call me girl. And I'm just like, I am really uncomfortable. Like it just, it Mm -hmm. made me so uncomfortable because it's like, okay, first of all, I am a pastor of this church and like you know I'm not like one that trips over titles but it's like I mean like like the senior pastor and me were like we're the same age (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it's not even like an issue of you're like like you're just saying that because of my age because I mean like we're the same age Mm -hmm. and you know we 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 close in age but I understand okay you know he's he's a pastor he's a white man but he you know he's a pastor okay hey you know I'm I'm a pastor at the church I'm youth pastor at the church but I'm not but I'm not like way up there but it's just like hmm. mm-hmm. and she and and like um and then even like okay I, I can get it you know you're you're older you've seen a lot of folks in your time maybe maybe you don't you don't remember my name necessarily I can I can I can feel that but you but you can't refer to me as pastor you can't right. refer to me as minister if you don't if you don't remember if you don't remember my name like if you don't remember okay. my first name or last name you can't you can't refer to me as title uh, by my title you can't call me honey you can't call me some you can't call me something but you're gonna call me girl right yeah like oh. like that's that's it you're gonna address me as that like what and so mm-hmm. yeah it's like but so context because mm-hmm. like, like I say all that to say to say context mm-hmm. that you know it's it's you know it, it's different it hits it hits different and I've had and I've had that happen like a lot where people will call me where, where people call me girl like older like 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 elder white people um um older adult white people call me girl and I'm like that like like I'm I'm like an adult and I know that mm-hmm. that I that that I can maybe come off younger than what I am I I maybe look younger than than what I am I think especially before I started getting all this gray hair you can't you can't see it I mean because you're listening to podcast you can't see it at all right but we're on a <laughs> exactly. but we're on a zoom but like so you can't so the the black part of my hair I still have enough I still have enough like not gray hair but I have a lot of gray hair I have a lot of gray hair um and I said I had I've been graying since I was 12 years old so I mean I've had a lot I've had visible gray hair for a long time um but I I I get that I that I you know maybe come off a little bit younger than than what I am but it's like you know I'm a grown adult with with um you know house a mortgage multiple children and you call me girl Hmm. And so like, it's just like, that was, it's like, man, like you, like you, and, and, and so, you know, that's, that's, that's like, you know, one of the microaggressions where it's just like, and so I'm just sitting here, like, it's like, I'm not going to necessarily, you know, pop off and at an elder and be like, I ain't your girl. But at the, but on the other hand, it's like, wow, that is, that is really degrading. Yeah. And well, she's going to, she's going to keep on keeping on. All right. Well, all right then. Um, but she's but just going to keep that salad in her teeth. And, yeah, uh, and that's, and that's, and that's fine, you know, because it's like, it's one of the things that it's like, you know, I could, it's like, I could have sat there and, you know, I could have made a big, big deal about it, whatever. Nobody, nobody that was there that like that particular context, I knew that folks like wouldn't even get it, that it wouldn't even mm-hmm. whatever. So it was one of those things that it was just kind of like, okay, you know, it is, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, people will be on racism and I'm like, okay, like you're on racism. Thank you. Thank you for, for showing me that you're on racism. Um, so like, I don't, so I don't really like say anything about it. So like, so I don't say anything about it because I'm just like, you know, okay, cool. Peep game. Um, like at that same church, I was in the, it was funny because I was in the bathroom. And so like, I love Hamilton. So it's been great. Like, like to actually see like the, 
the the original Broadway, Broadway cast in Hamilton. <laughs> I love Hamilton. I've seen Hamilton um, three times um, in in the theater. The biggest, like the literal biggest regret of my life is that because I because I was on Hamilton like early, mm-hmm. and so like like when I was on it, I like I knew I knew about it like like relatively early before it became um, people like knew about it. People who knew about it knew about it, but before it became like reached cultural phenomenon status. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, one of one of my uh, friends, one of my Twitter friends, uh, Bison, he hit me to it, and like because I had seen something on it, like I think in the advertisement or something for it on Facebook, and I was like, I had heard people talking about Hamilton, and I was like are people like, is that like a new like rapper or singer? I was thinking like Alexander Hamilton, right? (laughs) When they're talking about stuff like people, like we were saying, like I remember tangentially seeing conversations about George Washington and like whatever. I was like, I have no idea what people were talking about, but okay. (laughs) And, um, but then like, I kept on seeing people, hearing people refer to Hamilton. So I was like, so it's like Hamilton, like the newest like rapper or something. Like what, what are people talking about? And I happened to see an advertisement on Facebook about it. And I was like, there's a musical about Alexander Hamilton. And so like, I, um, I went over on, on Twitter and was like, yo, there's a, there's a musical about Alexander Hamilton. What? And my friend Bison was like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like it's whatever it's. And I was like, really now? And so he was, and so I was good. So he's like, oh, you've, you've got to down, you've got to get the album, whatever. So I get the album, like, I look at the album and it's like $20. And I was like, I'm not paying $20 for a musical about Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> like what, like what on earth? He was like, okay. So like, there's, there was like a YouTube channel that had, that had all the, all the songs that had a playlist, had all the songs on it. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you have got to listen to this. I'm like, oh, okay. Bye soon. Oh, okay. Like I'm going to, I'm going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And then for like the first song, I was like, oh my gosh. And so like, I was just like, I, like, I was just, it was just a whole thing. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness. So whenever they, um, performed uh alexander hamilton at the grammys because um, i was really excited like oh my gosh i gotta watch though and they're like yo they're performing hamilton and i'm like oh my gosh they're ah, like i gotta watch it and because so, that's like the first that like that i really had seen it like had seen it yeah um but i but i listened to the cast album a million times so they performed it and i looked at my husband and i was like because we lived in we lived outside dc at the time and i was like oh my gosh, we got to get tickets to this because people are going to start buying tickets. Mm-hmm. And people like people, people are going to go off and start and start buying tickets to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, like I already, like I already knew, like I, cause we had already talked about like, yeah, we'll get, we're going to get tickets like whatever. And then like, so we were able to get tickets to mm-hmm. Hamilton. Um, and it was still like, we, we were able to get tickets before it became, it was hard to get tickets to Hamilton whenever we got tickets. Mm-hmm. It was like, like we got that, we got in, in that window right before it became, I don't know how, I mean, well now, you know, coronavirus, like nobody's watching Hamilton except for on Disney plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, but I don't know like if, if that's eased up a little bit, but there was a point whenever it was impossible for like, it was like you, you could not buy tickets from, we, I should say it this way. We bought our tickets from Richard Rogers theater and like not like like not very like probably a few months or whatever after that you couldn't get tickets from Mm -hmm. the theater at all on the on the site everything you had to go to Ticketmaster and get tickets and it was and it was like them not it wasn't 
them selling them Ticketmaster, um, selling it through Richard Rogers. It was like, it was like you had to go, or you had to go to Ticketmaster, StubHub. And it was yeah. like, it was people, yeah. it was, um, people had to go to StubHub yeah. because people were, people were scalping the yeah. tickets. Like, mm-hmm. and you couldn't, and you couldn't get a ticket for, you know, like less than $500. And those tickets were like way in the back. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, we're like, you know, way in the back and in, in the last row in the corner. So my husband and I, we got, really good tickets, like orchestra level, really good, like in the middle of Richard Rogers tickets. But the regret of my life, the, the way I say this is the biggest regret of my life was on Broadway. But the biggest regret of my life part is, is we literally could have gotten tickets from any time from like January to like whatever. And we chose September of 2016 to go, to go and see it. So we were like, cause we're trying to figure out, cause we're like, okay, well, how can we do this? Um, like we, we realized like, because my, 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 um, young, my, my oldest was two. And so we're kind of like, oh, we probably are going to need your parents to come with us and blah, blah, blah. So we're just mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, we'll go and, and we'll, we'll go in like September. So we'll go Labor Day weekend and, and mm-hmm. we can do like whatever. And I said, so that's, so that's a regret because most of the original cast had left at that time. So we could have gone to see it at any time where there would have been the original cast, but stupid here picks (laughs) September (laughs) when September after like everybody, we did get to see, we get, did get to see um, Oak. Who's the, who's the original um, Hercules Mulligan and, Mm -hmm. and um, James Madison. We did get to see him. And then we did get to see, um, uh, um, I think Thane, Tane, I'm not sure how he pronounces his name, uh, Japerson, who, is the farmer, but he played, he played Philip in that one. And we got to, and mm-hmm. I got to see, um, the first black Hamilton, um, uh, Michael, Lo- Ulu- I can't, I can never say his name, right. Uh-huh. Michael, um, Lo- Ulu- I can't, I can't say it right. Like my mouth is not making, is not making his last name right now. Yeah. Um, but I got to see him and like, I, like, I like freaked out because I wasn't expecting Hamilton to be black. And so like, I, like, I was like, oh, yeah but anyway um so that's that's a huge 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 like regret regret in my life but because i because i I love i love hamilton and hamilton is like is like my my everything i don't even know why i was talking about hamilton but it's just like i don't know why i I digress talking about hamilton but i'm just like oh my gosh my life like hamilton is like on brand for us it's very on brand (laughs) yeah changes are uh, yes everything we do so yeah. um i do though we have been talking for a while um and so uh, we need to have time to do the bonus episode with you too so oh yeah um, yeah absolutely how can our listeners find your work um your your writing your podcast um your patreon so that they can support your work all of this stuff. Where can they yeah, find you? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, after after you support uh, Twisted Sisters, if you have some, you know, diff- if you have some like money left over for for as for as little to as two dollars a month, um, you can you can be my patron. And so uh, my Patreon page is just you know Patreon slash Ally Henny. It's just my name. Um, my my name Ally Henny A L L Y H E N N Y. Um, if you if you search that on Facebook, you'll find my page. Um, and like I said, you know, I post every day, on or nearly every. day day on that and so there's just a lot of reflections and and different things that that I post there my blog thearmchaircommentary.com that's another way that you can keep up with some of my work I also have a website that's just my name I need to do some updates to it some some updates to it that'll make it easier to kind of connect with some of these different things Um, I'm also on Instagram um, once again at Allie Henny that's that's my name and then um, at at the armchair com 
um, which is short for the armchair commentary on Twitter. And so, and then I guess I, I always forget to include this, um, but I am a podcaster. And so I have a podcast called Combing the Roots. Um, it has been on a little bit of a hiatus because of coronavirus because like whatever, but I'm actually going to start because of coronavirus and moving and a bunch of other stuff. Um, but I'm actually going to start recording again. Um, this week at the end of this week. So hopefully I'll have um, some new episodes out here um, in the next, in the next few weeks. And so, yeah, those are some of the different ways that you can, that you can keep up with me. Great. Well, Allie, thank you so much for joining us. And I know Nicole, you were excited when you realized. Super excited when I, uh, after I'm like, oh shit, because I know I haven't written in my day planner and I have not looked at my day planner. To be fair, it's been a month since we've recorded and talked about like what guests we were going to have on. So like, yeah. Anyway, but, Accurate. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Becky produced and edited this episode. Twisted Sisters is now part of the Wild Goose Goosecast Network, a network of faith-based podcasts discussing issues of inclusion and social justice. To learn more about the Wild Goose Festival, go to wildgoosefestival.org. Our theme song was written by Michael Basinger and performed by Kian Nuts. The closing music was created and performed by Andy Moore and the transition music by Sean Ose. Our artwork was done by Cheyenne Davis of Shays Design. You can contact her at davischeyenne.com to do your graphic design project. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Twisted Sisters and on Facebook as Twisted Sisters Podcast. And share the magic by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Twisted Sisters. $1 a month gets you a membership at the Twisters Tavern, but $5 a month also drops a bonus episode with a weekly guest into your podcatcher and you get to listen to the episode a day early. 